Welcome to this episode of the We Travel There podcast. Our toes are in the sand today in St. Petersburg, Florida. Jan Smith of Saving with Spunk is here to tell us all about St. Pete's International Sand Sculpting Competition and why you shouldn't miss RevFest. The show notes will be available at wetravelthere.com forward slash St. Pete. Let's start the show. The We Travel There podcast helps you travel like a local by interviewing guests from around the world to uncover the hidden gems of their city by finding out the best things to do, eat, drink, and see from a local's point of view. Don't you just hate waiting in line for security at the airport? Me too. Even the pre-check lines are slammed most of the time today. That's why I use Clear to skip the lines and get to my flight quicker. For my listeners, I've actually worked out a special deal where you can try Clear for free for two months. This is a limited time offer, so go to wetravelthere.com forward slash clear to sign up today. Hey, Jen, welcome to the show. I'm looking forward to talking about St. Petersburg today. Oh, I'm so excited. I love talking about St. Petersburg. I haven't been to the town yet, but obviously you have a little bit of a different background with the city. So can you tell us a little bit about why St. Petersburg? Well, I grew up in St. Petersburg, but when I was growing up, it was definitely not what it is today. I went away to college in 2006, and I vowed that I would never come back. Because if you're familiar with Florida and the coastal towns, like most of them are known to be like for either spring breakers or retirees, and that's exactly what St. Pete was. But I went away and came back six years later in 2012, and literally in the time I was away, it had transformed. So now I am here and my husband and I own a house and we just love it. So I am one of those people that will born, live and die here. So if you had to describe the town in one word, how would you describe it? I know it's kind of a buzzword, but I would definitely say eclectic. It's the most unique city in the state in that it's got that really cool coastal vibe, but it also has a city vibe and it's also really laid back all at the same time. So it's weird. You kind of just have to like experience it to really get what I'm saying. <laughs> well, that's perfect. So that's the whole reason for the podcast. We're going to walk the listeners through it, have them experience the town through your eyes, and hopefully they'll want to come visit. Oh, I hope so. So <laughs> in the notes you gave me, I couldn't help but laugh when he said this, but what's the weather like in St. Petersburg? Oh my gosh. So we have two seasons, hot and miserably hot. So, and I don't complain about it because for me, that keeps my prices low on things. It's not going to get like California that has perfect weather year round, but there is definitely a time that you want to come to St. Petersburg and a time that you don't. So I would say November to April is the best time. And then probably July and August are our hottest months. So don't plan your trips for the summer here. It's miserably hot. Okay. Yeah. I just moved from LA to Nashville and the humidity, it's taken a while to get used to. I'll just say it that way, but uh, (laughs) we're not used to all that. So it's pretty humid down there as well, right? Oh my gosh. You would not even believe it. You don't have this problem, but I have curly hair. Like I have a lot of curly hair. And so people will come up to me at the mall and be like, Hey, can we straighten your hair? Those like little kiosks. Uh I'm like, do you know where we are? Do you know where we live? (laughs) Like, I'm going to walk right outside and it's going to be like a big poofy afro again because the humidity just stays like nonstop. It's so crazy. During that November to April time frame, is the humidity pretty much gone or is it still humid during those times? There's still a bit of humidity, but it's not bad. So it's 
It's just really great weather and you can really enjoy your time outside. I still don't try and straighten my hair that often in the winter, but um, <laughs> yeah, the humidity is definitely manageable. Yeah. I don't try to straighten my hair either. No. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just pointless. For the listeners that don't know about my hair, I'm bald. So <laughs> there is no hair to flatten out or to get rid of. So anyways, back to the show. <laughs> One of the things that's going on in November is something that you put in the show notes, something called RibFest. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, I am not sure why St. Petersburg is known for its RibFest. I do not know the origin, but it is a big deal around here. It's like a three-day event with live music, and they'll usually have some pretty big names, and then just a bunch of ribs. And so it's right on the water in downtown in Benoit Park, and it's a really big thing. I personally have not been, because I'm a vegetarian, but... <laughs> I know not to go downtown when it's happening because it's definitely a big event. Well, I'm more of a carnivore, so I think you and I can go together and then... You can have all my ribs. I'll have my ribs (laughs) and your ribs. So that'll be a perfect combination. Yes. (laughs) Another thing that goes on in St. Petersburg is the International Sand Sculpting Competition. So when is that held? So that's also in November. It is an international like championship for sand sculptors. So it's big and the sculptures are also super big. And it's cool to see because those sculptures won't be around for very long. Like they don't just leave them up there year round. They go back to being sand. So it is really cool to see just how intricate these things are and how brief their lives are. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Sure, sure. So is it one of those things where when the tide comes in, it wipes it away or are they up the beach so that way they're going to be around for a couple more days? Yeah, they're built up far enough. They're going to be around until they like physically take them down. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because that's the problem I always have with my kids when we're at the beach. I'm trying to build something, and next thing you know, a huge wave comes and crashes over us. I'm like, (laughs) oh, man, i got to start all over again. Yeah, (laughs) no, they don't do that to the artists, but uh, they definitely don't keep them up all year. Right on. So uh, what are some of the other things that you really like to do in St. Petersburg? So one of the things St. Petersburg is also known for is its murals. So we have a mural festival every fall, and it's, uh, I think, either starting, it's sometime in October this year, where new murals will go up all around the city. And they do leave the old murals from the previous years around. So St. Petersburg is just full of murals. And you can take art walks and mural walks and see all these different murals. They bring in artists from all around the country to do these. And they're just so cool. I think that's probably my favorite thing is just to go around like look at all the murals. Yeah, I love that. St. Pete is known for that. That sounds like a lot of fun. I mean, one, it's family friendly. Two, it gets you up walking around, checking everything out. And then three, it's it's obviously free, right? Just on the side of buildings. Yep. Yep. And then you're walking in all different parts of town. So Mm -hmm. you can like discover new restaurants or new little stores. St. Pete's very local centric. So there are a ton of locally owned shops and restaurants, very few chains. So that's also a way to kind of like discover new things in the city. Oh, for sure. I mean, obviously trying to stay away from the change, you're getting more of that unique and local perspective on foods and and art. Sounds like a perfect opportunity to spend the afternoon. It's fantastic. So you mentioned something, and I'm not sure what this is. It's a Chihuly collection? Yes. What is a Chihuly? So Chihuly is a famous glass artist. And the big one, the big collection is in Seattle. Because that's where he lives, I believe. Okay. So the biggest collection of 
blown glass work in the country outside of Seattle is in St. Petersburg. So Chihuly has a collection in St. Pete. There's also various other blown glass collections around the city. And it's such a great place. So a lot of people will talk about the Dali Museum because we also are home to the largest Dali Museum outside of Spain. And that one's beautiful, but I'm more partial to like 3D art. I like sculptures and stuff. So that's why I love Chihuly because the glass is so intricate. It's beautiful. It's very abstract. So I I love that. And you can get a lot more glass art around the city as well. Oh, that sounds great. I need to research and look and see what the Chihuly's look like, but I can only imagine how beautiful they are. Yeah, there's one in the Atlantis Resort in the Bahamas. There's a big chandelier So that was probably the most famous one, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah. That is super cool. So when we're looking around and we're checking out the Chihuly collection and we're seeing the Ribfest and and things like that, do we need a car when we're visiting St. Petersburg or is it something we can just walk around or take public transportation? So I would recommend renting a car. There are definitely a lot of Ubers and Lyfts, but they can add up. And St. Pete's pretty expansive because when you're here, you can also head to other beaches like Sarasota and Clearwater. There's the downtown part, but then across our little peninsula is St. Pete Beach. So you'll be going to a lot of different places when you're in the area. You don't want to just confine yourself to St. Pete. So that's why I recommend people get a car. We do have some public transportation, but if you're only here for a few days, getting a car is definitely fastest. Right on. And when they have a car, how's the parking situation in St. Petersburg? That's really easy. Yeah, that's another reason I recommend a car because there's always going to be, there's a lot of free parking left. There's also a lot of paid parking and it's pretty inexpensive. Uh, They have an app for parking. So you can literally download this app and then look at your meter and kind of put in your stuff. So if you're away from your meter and you want to put more change in it, you can just do it right on your phone. You don't have to like walk to your car or anything. So they make parking really easy in St. Pete. Awesome. And we'll include a link to that in the show notes. So that's really cool. Now, we talked a little bit about the food as we were talking about walking around in the mural walks. What are some of the best places to eat in St. Petersburg? Oh, St. Pete is definitely a foodie city. I wish that I could get out to more restaurants, but we kind of stay tried and true to our favorites. So our favorites downtown are Pacific Counter for their poke bowls. We love Bodega. It's a great Cuban restaurant. We love the Maple Street Biscuit Company has great biscuits and gravy and then also like biscuit sandwiches. It's just like awesome Southern food. Everything goes better with biscuits, right? Oh my gosh. Yes. So, and they have a vegetarian gravy for people that don't eat sausage like me. Okay. So, and then if you're going to travel a little bit outside of downtown, we love this place called Chichio Cali, which is just like different California's inspired bowls and I get the hot and crunchy tuna bowl. It's literally the only thing I've ever had there because it's that good. <laughs> nice. I just ordered it once and keep ordering it. Yeah, I'm satisfied. I don't need yeah. to mess around with the rest of the menu. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned someplace to get some awesome margaritas. Oh yes. So Red Mesa Cantina has the best margarita happy hour. It's got three dollar margaritas if you're going between five and seven. And so if we're going anywhere between five and seven, it's to Red Mesa Cantina. Yeah, I'm known for the 659 order of the one more round. So (laughs) (laughs) that's what I do at happy hour. And then once you're done eating and drinking, where would you go for dessert? I would head over to Soiree. It's got these 
beautiful, delicious little mini cupcakes. And I hope you like butter because that's basically what they taste like. (laughs) Butter and different flavors. It's so delicious. My favorite is the coffee flavored one, but they have cake and other things too. But their mini cupcakes are it. Yeah, you don't have to feel too guilty, right? If they're minis, so exactly that's what I say. You know, hey, you can get three, right? So mm-hmm. <laughs> I get four. <laughs> there we go. There we go. You got to live life a little bit, right? Yes. So obviously now our stomach's nice and full, and uh, we need to walk that off a little bit. What are some of the other things to do in St. Pete? So walking along the water is probably my number one thing, and also while you're walking, or if you don't want to walk. You'll see people doing Segway tours. Okay. I don't know how that became popular, but it is a really popular thing for tourists to do. I don't know if it's like that in other cities. Have you heard about that? Yeah, I see them around and I just kind of laugh because it's, (laughs) I don't know. The Segway is like, a. am not sure if it's a step above or below the fanny pack. It's definitely just screams tourist. Yes. So if you're really trying to embrace it, then yes, St. Pete does have Segway tours. Um, (laughs) We also have rollerblading clubs if you're into that and a lot of paddle boarding. Since we are a tiny peninsula on a bigger peninsula, there's just so many water activities. So paddle boarding is big. There's a ton of rentals, e-boats, ton of rentals for that. And then kayaking. I would say if you're going to go kayaking, you have to, have to kayak Whedon Island Preserve. It is beautiful. It feels like you're kayaking through this tunnel with all these mangroves and you literally feel like you're in another world. It's crazy. Oh, wow. That's really cool. Like if you go on one of those tours like that, about how long is it? It's self-guided. So I think, I mean, you can make it around in like hour and a half, two hours, depending on how fast you want to go. Okay. Or otherwise, if you just want to chill a little bit, you can be out on the water for a couple hours beyond that, right? And then you mentioned something called the Saturday morning market. What is that? Yeah. So St. Pete has a lot of indie markets, vintage crafts, farmers markets. The biggest one is the Saturday morning market. And that runs from October through May. That's got all of our local produce vendors. You can get breakfast there. There's live music. You can get stuff to take home to your family. It's super fun. And then we also just have like vintage and craft markets. So the first weekend of every month, there's the brocante market, which is just all vintage like furniture and knickknacks and it's beautiful stuff. Indie flea happens sometimes during the day. Sometimes there's night ones at all these different bars. So if you like to shop for stuff like that, yeah, St. Pete is a haven. Oh, right on. That's pretty cool. And then you also mentioned that there's not a professional team there in St. Pete. But there's a soccer team there. Well, yeah, we do have the Tampa Bay Rays, but we're not quite acknowledging them right now because they're trying to move to Tampa. So we'll say they exist. Um, (laughs) But we really love our Rowdies, which is our soccer team. They're trying to get into the MLS, the major league. But the great thing about the Rowdies is that their field is right on the water and it's outdoors. And so you can watch a game and you're, you're watching it kind of like in front of you and to the right. And then to the left, you just got this beautiful view of the water and palm trees. And uh, you got that nice coastal breeze coming in. So it's never too hot. And the Rowdies fans get 
literally rowdy. They are crazy. They have like (laughs) those things, yellow and green are the colors. So they'll do those like colorful packets and just like throw them in the air. And they have big instruments and they just get crazy. That in itself is worth watching. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I go to a lot of professional sporting events and I'm not sure what it is, but there's something brings out the rowdiness, pun intended, of the fans of soccer versus football, basketball, baseball. They're all pretty chill, but it's like, I don't know what's going on with soccer, but they just bring it to a whole nother level. Yeah. It's so fun to watch. And so we only have a couple more minutes before we get into the final countdown, and, but I just wanted to share, you had a couple of suggestions for when people come into St. Pete, if they want to save money, there's a couple of different sites or a couple of different apps they should get. Yes. So I love the Berg, B-U-R-G.com is the place where you can find all of the events that are going on during the time of your visit. And so that's free and paid. So anything that's cool that's going on St. Pete is going to be on ilovetheberg.com. And then if you want to get some deals for local restaurants or events like event tickets, you can go to Creative Loafing Tampa, which is cltampa.com. It's basically like a local Groupon for local events and local restaurants. So that's really cool. And then you mentioned there's something also from the local newspaper. I know a lot of people don't get newspapers nowadays. Oh, yes. Our Tampa Bay Times, our newspaper, puts out a free newspaper called TBT. And that'll also have lists of events and restaurants. And sometimes it'll say if they're having like a special event discount or happy hour, or sometimes they'll have coupons in there. Right on. Well, hey, Jen, thanks for all these different tips and tricks. We're actually going to have a lot more beyond what we talked about in the show notes, but now it's time for the final countdown. If a traveler only had time for one meal in St. Pete, where should they go and what should they eat? I'm partial to that hot and crunchy tuna bowl from Chichio Cali. I think pretty much the world ended as soon as you had that. Nothing else matters after that. Nothing else. (laughs) (laughs) So you obviously, you grew up here, you went away, you came back. I'm sure you have a lot of different stories. What's one of your most memorable stories of St. Pete? It's a little mushy, but so I took my now husband on our first date because yes, I drove because he did not have a car. I took him to the Vinoy downtown, which is this beautiful hotel. And then when he proposed to me later on, he proposed in one of the same spots I took him to. So that's probably my best memory in St. Petersburg. That's wonderful. It's so cool when it comes full circle like that. Mm-hmm. I had a similar story when my wife and I, our first like weekend trip away together, we actually went up to the wine country above LA and that's where our first trip was. And then that's where we ended up getting married again. So mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. It, it kind of sears it in your mind with all the cool memories. So speaking of fun times and, and being happy, where's the happiest happy hour in St. Pete? So there's this place called The Canopy and it's a rooftop bar. And if you go at night, it's like really bougie and drinks are really expensive. But if you go during happy hour, the drinks are really cheap and there's very few people there. It's a great place. It's not overcrowded yet. So the canopy for happy hour is it. Nice. Good drinks, cheap prices, and Mm -hmm. no crowds. And great views. And great views. Great views, yeah. That's a perfect recipe for a happy hour for sure. So whenever I go places, I always like to eat local pizza. So what's the best place for pepperoni pizza in town? I would have to say it's Cappy's. And even though I don't eat pepperonis, it does have the best pizza. And it's an unlikely candidate to have the best Greek salad that you'll ever eat. But it does. It has the best Greek salad you'll ever eat. So definitely order the Greek salad with your pizza. You generally don't have those two together. 
But, nope. uh, you know, my wife's all about salad. She loves the fresh veggies. I'm sure she'll get a, a slice and a salad to go with everything. Yes, and don't be shocked when you find potato salad on your Greek salad, because that's how we do it over here. Uh-huh. <laughs> you always got to have that local flavor, yeah. add that local little twist. Well, hey, Jen, I really appreciate everything done. Shared so many wonderful tips and tricks on St. Pete. I know I'm going to make a drive down there and come check you out. So can you tell everybody a little bit about yourself and what it is that you do? Yeah, I am a staff writer for The Penny Hoarder, which is a personal finance website. And I'm also the co-host of the Frugal Friends podcast. And you can find us wherever you listen to podcasts. And we just talk saving money and spending less in every aspect of your life. Yeah, I'm all about saving money. That way I can travel more. So that's really cool. That's what I like. If somebody wants to find you on social media, where would they find you at? I am saving with spunk everywhere on social media. Nice. Yeah, we're going to tag all that in the show notes. Again, Jen, thanks a lot. It's been wonderful talking to you and getting to know St. Petersburg a little bit better. And we'll talk to you soon. Awesome. Yeah, it was great talking about it. St. Petersburg has so much to offer. The Gulf of Mexico is known for warm water and the beaches are a welcome escape from winter weather. I love that St. Pete has the largest Chihuly colored glass collection outside of Seattle, and I'm marking my calendar to visit in November so I can chow down during Ribfest. So what's your favorite thing you learned about St. Petersburg? Please let us know in the show notes at wetravelthere.com forward slash St. Pete, or log into the We Travel There podcast community on Facebook. Join us in the next episode when Melissa Arnold brings the Christmas spirit of Santa Claus, Indiana to us all year long. We hope you'll join us when we travel there. If you like this podcast episode, please share it with your friends and tell them what you enjoyed most. Make sure you subscribe so that way you don't miss any of our upcoming destinations. If you'd like to listen to more podcasts about travel, I suggest checking out my good friend Ed Pizza's show called Miles to Go. Ed and his guests break down the latest travel news with a focus on credit card rewards and loyalty programs in his weekly 30-minute show. Let me know what you think.